The Tapper Teacher Training is an annual retreat for homeschooling parents, a live in-person gathering that brings together heart-centered homeschoolers from all over the world for hands-on learning, community, connection, and fun. And I'd love to see you at Taproot 2024. We'll gather August 1st through 4th at a camp in Northeastern Ohio for a long weekend of engaging workshops, hiking and yoga, and personal reflection. Taproot gives everyone a chance to experience and practice singing, painting, and building main lessons in order to foster a deeper understanding of the hands-on, Waldorf-inspired approach. A team of experienced homeschoolers offer guidance rooted in each of their family's life to help bring you more joy to yours. This is our 18th year of offering this amazing experience. You can learn more at artofhomeschooling.com slash taproot2024. You're listening to the Art of Homeschooling podcast, where we help parents cultivate creativity and connection at home. I'm your host, Jean Miller, and here on this podcast, you'll find stories and inspiration to bring you the confidence you need to make homeschooling work for your family. Let's begin. From the time my kids were little, we've had pets in our homeschooling household. I have so many fun stories to share, along with three things I think owning pets can teach our children. Welcome to episode 22 of the Art of Homeschooling podcast, all about pets in our homeschool. So really, Ever since I was a little girl, ever since I can remember, really, I've been I've loved animals. And in my family of origin, I was known for bringing stray animals home. <laughs> there was the little beagle that my sister and I found at the edge of the woods in our neighborhood. We had we were only able to keep her for a few weeks because she nipped at a neighborhood friend and then bit the mail carrier. And after I brought home a few more strays that didn't work out, my parents decided maybe we should get a cat. Her name was Kitkin. And she was so patient that she allowed my sister and I to dress her up in doll clothes and put her to bed in a baby basket. The next pet I brought home was a puppy named Joby, who grew to almost Great Dane size. Joby loved to run, and we would get calls at all hours of the day and night to come scoop up our dog. When I was in college, my roommate's boyfriend found a little dog that had fallen into the window well of a fast food restaurant, and uh, he named her Dog Maddox. She was much loved. She took turns uh, staying at various apartments on campus. But on holidays, I always got to bring Dog Maddox home to my parents' house. On graduation day, no joke, uh, 
dogmatics walked with me as I received my diploma. (laughs) And then the next day, the local paper ran a cover story about graduation with a photo of our little dog walking across the stage. When Brian and I got married, I brought a cat into the relationship. Sasha had, of course, been astray. <laughs> she was found on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike by a coworker on her way into work in New York City. And Sasha was very feisty, especially <laughs> with Brian. One time, years later, she bit Brian and sent him to the ER, <laughs> but that's a story for another time. <laughs> Brian also grew up with pets, but not quite as many as I did. Uh, he, his family had a dog named Mike, and once Brian tried to secretly keep a rabbit as a pet in his closet. <laughs> that didn't last very long. But I don't think Brian really had any idea what he was in for once our kids came along. <laughs> So the first pet that Brian and I got together was a puppy named Sally, and this was after we got married. We decided we weren't quite ready to have kids yet, so we'd get a puppy. (laughs) Soon after, surprise, surprise, we had both a young dog and a baby, (laughs) Then came two more dogs, and I remember how it would take me half a day sometimes to walk the dogs while pushing a stroller and pregnant with our second child. That would have been a sight to see. I wish I had a picture of that scenario as I look back. So there we were, a young family with three dogs and two cats, remember Sasha, and we'd acquired another cat along the way named Shiva. And it should come as no surprise that then when we began homeschooling, pets were always part of the picture. One of the amazing things about our cat Shiva was that when one of the kids would have a meltdown, like during those toddler years, uh, Shiva would appear to comfort them. We have this great photo of our oldest son, Isaac, asleep in a chair after a major meltdown with, with Shiva curled up in his lap. The first pets the boys got themselves, I think, were lizards. They were geckos, to be specific. And they were really fascinating to watch. They had these great uh, warming lamps that they would sun under, and they were super fun to feed. Uh, They nibbled on lettuce in this, like, really delicate way. Uh, Then along came another cat named Katie. She was our son Ben's cat. And Ben inherited my love for animals. I think all three kids did, but particularly Ben. As a young teen, he got to volunteer at our veterinarian's practice. Our vet had this really cool mobile clinic set up in an RV. She used it to make out house calls. And then Ben, she invited Ben uh, to travel with her and a crew to New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina to help care for all the injured and stray animals from that disaster. 
Of course, having a child work for a vet, (laughs) I will tell you, brings more animals into the home, right? So just in case you're wondering. (laughs) Uh, All three kids also raised rabbits and were members of a 4-H club. And going to the county fair was such an exciting experience where they would show their animals and be part of all the activities in the small animal barn, as it was called. So even though we live in a first ring suburb of a large city, my my kids all got to experience a taste of country life through raising animals. Uh, Like I've hinted, we've always had dogs. And one of the great things about having a dog is that it gets us all outside in all four seasons of the year. And here in Northeastern Ohio, we sometimes need a little extra encouragement in the middle of winter to get ourselves, to get our bodies out the door. (laughs) Walking a dog is great for that. Okay, next came a little dwarf hamster. (laughs) One time uh, she got away during cage cleaning and disappeared into the closet of one of the kids' bedrooms, which, of course, was full of things, (laughs) clothes on the floor, toys on the floor, you know the picture. We looked all over for hours and hours. We even looked for little holes in the wall or places where this little critter might have escaped into. No luck finding her. So we assumed that one of the cats had captured this little hamster or that somehow it got away and we were never going to see her again. Then one day, almost three weeks later, one of the kids noticed evidence that something had been getting into and eating the hamster's food. So we left this little trail of of kibble, the little tiny hamster food pellets, uh, and uh, watched and waited. Much to our surprise, there was a little hamster that appeared one day. We have no idea where she had been hiding, but she was put back into her cage And uh, after there had been many tears of sadness shed over the loss of this little creature, we had tears of happiness that day. I think uh, at one point we had, I think this was at our peak, that we had two dogs, six cats, two rabbits, two geckos, and a dwarf hamster. (laughs) We gained that our sixth cat uh, the year my husband's cousin David died very unexpectedly at a young age. I remember a few days after the funeral and as the grief began to lift just ever so slightly, I turned to Brian and said, didn't David have a cat? <laughs> so off Brian went to David's apartment to rescue Charlie. It took Charlie a while to warm up to us and our menagerie living in our house. He'd always been the only pet in his family and David worked really long hours. So he'd spent a lot of time alone. But then over time, Charlie became one of the most affectionate kitties and he would just love to curl up at our feet when we were sitting at the dining room table or reading on the couch. When the boys were around seven and nine, they started a little business 
called We Care Pet Care. (laughs) Yes, they came up with that name. And they created flyers, took them around the neighborhood, and started dog walking and pet sitting for our neighbors. I remember the little cockapoo. I can't remember her name, but um, she would be dropped off here at our house uh, for the day, two days a week for doggy daycare. (laughs) She was a great companion during circle time, super active, and she loved to run around the circle and during homeschooling lessons. I honestly think that caring for pets is such a great learning experience for kids. And here are the three things that I think owning pets teaches children. One, responsibility. Two, unconditional love. And three, the cycle of life and death. So first, There are a lot of responsibilities in owning pets, right? So these were always part of our chore chart. Every chore chart I ever made, I made plenty. (laughs) From feeding and watering, grooming to cage cleaning, walking, playing with. There's so much to take care of on a daily basis. Pet care was a part of our daily rhythm and all throughout our homeschooling years, and really for my kids' whole lives, uh, we've had that pet care as part of our, our daily chores. Secondly, I think that we can all learn a lot about love from the animals we care for. They depend on us, of course, but also they love us unconditionally Without words, without conflict, our relationships with animals are are really much simpler without some of the complications of our relationships with each other. And to me, that's a really good thing. And finally, the lessons involving the cycle of life and death are brought by having pets. Of course, it's not easy when a pet dies. They're such a part of our families, and they're so deeply loved and great companions. When they go, there is a deep loss. This experience of the life cycle is not easy, but it's a healthy one for children to experience. Just yesterday, I was reading this great quote, and I don't remember the whole quote, but it's a quote by Mr. Rogers of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, and it talks about how love is big enough for sadness, and I think that's a really important lesson for all of us as human beings. Uh, Now that my kids are grown, we're down to two cats and a dog, (laughs) Our dog, Gus, is really the mascot here at Art of Homeschooling. He's my steady companion each day as I write and record and mentor homeschooling parents around the world. We got Gus the same year that I started my website. So my very first blog post, I didn't know what to write about or even what it would look like, like how to blog and all of that. So my very first blog post is about our new puppy, Gus. 
It's true. Uh, And crazy as it may sound, as I'm writing this very episode, we get this group text from our son, Ben, just now, uh, who sent us photos and a little video of chicks he's hatching in their incubator. These little peepers are so adorable, and he includes a little video of one actually pecking its way out of the shell, and it just warms my heart because the legacy continues. (laughs) This episode was just so much fun to put together, reviewing all these pet stories, and there are plenty more. I just gathered a few for you here, but it it was such a joy for me, and wow, there have been a lot of animals. You can check out the show notes for this episode where I have a couple of photos that you can look at of um, some of the things mentioned here. You can check out the show notes over at artofhomeschooling.com slash episode 22. I hope this episode brings you a few smiles and appreciation for all of our pets in our homeschools, along with a renewed appreciation for how pets can play a role in our homeschooling and life lessons. Time to go snuggle with one of your pets now. Thanks for listening in. That's all for today, my friend. But here's what I want you to remember. Rather than perfection, let's focus on connection. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Art of Homeschooling podcast. Mm